You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. You listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going on a stateside. I haven't done one of these chats in ages. And I'm going to the wonderful New York, and I'm speaking with the absolutely sublime, the radiant Robbie Hart. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Dom. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for coming on. I mean, I was just saying just beforehand that I've been meaning to get you on forever. I mean, ever since I kind of came into the country scene about a year and a half, two years ago, it kind of, your name just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And I'm just so glad that you're here now. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. And it's always great to, to hear you and to see your podcast and to hear your interviews with other artists. Now, one of the things that we kind of like touched on, and I'm just going to go straight in with it. You've got some new music coming out soon. I do. Thank you for asking. You got, I've been, I've been listening to it all day. And it was um, Charlotte from Halo Music Creative that has sent it. Absolutely amazing thank you in terms of new music now i want to before we actually start talking about the actual music itself what's it like for you whenever you get a song written or performed or recorded or you know that whole kind of spiel that goes into it what's going through your mind as you're going through it? you know what's the kind of emotions that run through you well there are lots of emotions that go on and primarily because I'm an emotional singer, I'm an emotional writer, and everything that I write about so far has been very personal to me. So there's always a lot of emotion attached to all of my music, my lyrics, and my videos, whether it be happy emotion, sad emotion, or just inspirational. Um, but it's all filled with emotion. Um, the process really is simple. It starts off with me hearing words of the song or hearing the melody and really just not being able to let it go. And I build from there and I take those ideas and I think of the best way to tell the story and say, how can I bring my story to life and give it a personality and really get people to connect with my music, connect with my lyrics and really just connect with me because it's so raw. So what I write is so personal and so raw. And a lot of the times I don't hold back. And because of that, I really want to give people the real picture of what's really going on with the emotion behind the story or behind the song. So for me, it's a very emotional process. And then when it comes to the music and the instrumentation, I always try to paint a picture of whatever I'm the story I'm telling. Maybe there's like a nuance of maybe some shadows in there, but I always want to tell a story like I have the storm. When I was writing that song, I wanted to tell a story and I wanted it to resemble almost like a showdown oh, yeah. in the wild. So some of the music and the wind sounds, a lot of that for me was trying to get across an image, not just musically, but a visual storytelling image like, you know, okay, we're in the wild west here. You know, there's some tumbleweeds running down and rolling down and, you know, some things in the air and you can feel the tension and that's what I try to do when I 
you know, put my music together. And then with the videos as well, I always want to tell the story and really bring the listener and the viewer in as best as possible. It certainly does that. I mean, before even going to Out of the Blue, Out of the Storm, possibly at the moment from what's been released, has to possibly be my favorite. There's, <laughs> there's Out of the, well, it's hard to choose favorites actually, you know, because Out of the Storm, 17, that was amazing. Don't count me out just yet. It's just so powerful. Just, just, just how can you choose favorites actually? But Eye of the Storm certainly does create that visual aspect. And like you say, you know, with the wind sounds and, you know, when you listen to music and you kind of, it's a bit like reading a book and you close your eyes, you kind of imagine yourself immersed into it. And then you just get like the goosebumps in your head that the hairs in your arms stand up and you just kind of envisage yourself in there. Eye of the Storm does that so well. And out of the blue yeah. in itself takes you into this kind of, mystical land i want to call it Myst i'm so glad you felt that that's literally the feeling i was trying to drive home and i would love to address all of those songs because each and every one of them has a very distinct story and the feeling goes from like you said powerful to mystical to optimistic romantic they're all completely different feels but the, and they're all 100 percent from my heart and they're all very, very different. So don't count me out just yet. Thank you for listening to that song because I know that's an older song and it's not specifically country genre. That song is the most important song I've ever written for one reason. It was the first song I ever wrote and released as, as an actual song. I mean, I've written songs before, but I've never put them to music and I've never recorded them. So that was my first song that I ever wrote. Um, unfortunately, 13 years ago, I was badly injured and I wasn't able to sing anymore. And as a result of my pain and my injury, I just couldn't sing anymore. And my dream to sing was pretty much taken off of the table. Mm -hmm. And it was a very difficult time in my life. And I overcome a lot of pain issues and just not recognizing who I was. And I had to come to terms with the realization that I might not be who I was, but I'm still, I can still be amazing and I can still be all of those things. So don't count me out. And I haven't done everything that I set out to do yet. Yeah. So the of that song is telling the world I might be down, but I'm not out. So don't count me out just yet. And the reason that that was so important, I never thought I would sing again, let alone record my own song, release my own song, perform my own song. So it was monumental for me. And um, the lyrics of those songs were 100% a statement. I was making and I was saying, I might not look like I used to look, I might be different now, but I'm strong and I'm, I'm powerful and don't count me out, don't overlook me because I haven't done everything I've set out to do. Um, so that is definitely my most important song. And my favorite song I have to say is Out of the Blue because I love the story of Out of the Blue. Out of the Blue is a true story. All my songs are based on true stories. Oh. All of my songs are based so this is a little bit of a scoop. So when I wrote that song about how um, basically a split second decision changed my life, I was supposed to go on a trip to Paris and I kept getting signs, don't go, don't go. And I was like, okay, you know, it's nothing. And I kept getting these signs, like maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. So at the last moment I changed my trip and I went to Hawaii. 
Okay. And I went by myself. So I was in Hawaii, and the first day I'm in Hawaii, I'm sitting in a coffee shop, in a very large brand name coffee shop, <laughs> sitting there drinking my coffee, and I'm writing in a book, and I'm literally writing a story. And the story I was writing about was how, you know, this guy and this girl randomly connected and fell in love. And all of a sudden, I look up, and in walks this guy, and he was really handsome with sandy hair and a golden tan, and he smiles at me, and he comes up, and like shortly after, starts talking to me. And it was literally as if I was writing this book and I conjured this guy up out of nowhere, like out of my story, he just came up and it was just very amazing. It was kind of uncanny. And uh, we started talking and then we ended up dating and we've gotten married and many years later. Yeah. So I married this guy that I met at Starbucks in Hawaii, which is, you know, on its own, a very interesting story. Yeah. But it happened out of the blue because I wasn't supposed to be there. I was supposed to be in Paris. I had an entire itinerary planned. And the last minute, I was like, no, this is wrong. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. And I went to Hawaii instead. And here I am at the coffee store at 6 o'clock in the morning. And in walks this handsome guy that sweeps me off my feet out of the blue. It was like absolutely crazy. But it's a real story. So, um, yeah. So That's that's magical. Yeah, it was really magical. And I was so happy that you said that when you were talking about how you felt when you heard the song, because I wanted that, um, you know, that love, that infatuation, that happiness, that positive, um, optimistic feeling and yeah. that almost tropical sound that brings you somewhere that's magical, because that's how it felt. And, you know, I, I'm just so glad that you felt that. No, that is, that is just so beautiful. It really, really is. That is just people dream of stuff like that. You know, people kind of hope and pray that that's the kind of situation that people go through. And just to know that it's happened to yourself, you know, you was mentioned earlier about the kind of struggles that you went through, you know, just to have that kind of that love in the world just shows that as much as, the troubles and pains that everybody goes through in one aspect, there's just so much positivity that goes with it. You know, you can't have that love without the pain and just love it. Love it. (laughs) Thank you. You know, it's a story that even I couldn't have created. Like really, (laughs) I couldn't even imagined it. And that's why there's a lyric in the song said the dream I didn't know I had came true. Yeah. It was like a dream true, but I didn't know that that's what I was dreaming for. It just happened. And I was like, wow, if I could have dreamt this, this would have been a dream that I, you know, dream come true. So um, it was a great experience. And that's the story behind Out of the Blue. And I'm glad that you, like you said, you felt that. Um, Eye of the Storm is a completely different feeling. Eye of oh, the yeah. Storm is another and song. You could really call it uh, Don't Count Me Out Just Yet version 2.0. <laughs> it's another statement song. And it's basically, you know, it talks about being overlooked and underestimated. Yeah. Um, because I I do have a disability and people sometimes are taken aback when they see me because I'm young and, you know, you know, people look at me and I'll hobble along with a cane and they'll be like, oh, honey, just be careful. Like, and they'll treat me differently. And I understand that they don't know that they're doing something, you know, that, you know, making an assumption about me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know what I can do. You don't know how strong I am and how powerful I am inside. And just because I'm fragile, you don't know that I'm unbreakable too. 
And so that song is really making a statement as well. And it's, you know, telling people who I really am. So I, that's my alter ego, the Iron Storm. I mean, I, I'm fierce and I'm unstoppable and I may be a little bit fragile in some other ways, but you know, I'm the eye of the storm. Thing is, though, you know, particularly when you go through so much, you know, you you are going to be fragile. You know, there's going to be as much as you become strong, you know, and fierce and independent and you kind of overcome these. There's going to be times where it's just, you know, you do struggle. I mean, I've worked in prosthetics for the past 10, 15 years, and I've only just recently come out to work in media. And when you meet some of the patient advocates, you know, those who have had amputations or, you know, those who've, you know, lost limbs, whether it's through, you know, birth defects or whether it's been an accident they've been in or however their life story goes, you know, you can still see the pain in the stories that they tell, but you still see with that the kind of accomplishments that they've gone through. I mean, one of yeah. the fascinating things that I've always been kind of proud of with what I've done is seeing people tie their own shoelaces again, which they've not been able to do, you know, for years. And it's the simple things like that that kind of shows the strength and resilience that people go through. And, you know, for yourself, you know, I won't I won't question, you know, what's happened. But, right. you know, just to know the fact that you've been through a form of adversity, you know, adversity and kind of and just physically proven to yourself and to everyone else that you can keep going on you know you can go ahead and do something that you love you know in the form of singing in the form of performing you know in the form of doing whatever you want to do and not being defined by that it's just it's amazing you can't let those things define you I mean there was a long time that I was home and I was in pain and I was really in my worst pain and I really wanted to sing again. And I just physically couldn't. I couldn't get the sounds out. I couldn't get the words out. And it was so overwhelming because I had this desire to get out and sing. And I knew music was the most healing thing for me. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. And it was devastating. But I kept, I kept at it. And the biggest motivation and desire I had to go out and do that was I have a daughter who was diagnosed with autism when she was two and a half. And we're extremely open as a family. We tell her you know, uh, we're very open about her. We don't not tell her about her diagnosis and stuff. And I told her, I said, you know, you have autism and there's nothing wrong with that. It may make some things more challenging for you and it may make certain tasks harder, but you can still do anything and you can be anything and you will not be defined by this. You can be anything. The world is yours. And just because you have a quote disability doesn't mean that you can't live your dreams. You know, and as I was saying these words to my daughter, I realized I wasn't living my dream because these tasks were really, really hard for me. I couldn't do them. I couldn't stand up without support. I couldn't do a lot of things. And I was letting that stop me from pursuing my dream. And I realized that I had to show her firsthand by example. If I wanted her to really understand what I was saying, I had to put myself out there. And no matter how difficult it was, and I had to make a decision and say, No matter how many times, if I fall on my face, I'll have to get back up and I have to show her that this is what it looks like to follow your dreams, period. And that's what I did. And it was the most incredible thing for me because my desire isn't necessarily just for fame. I want to make her proud, but I want her to see that it's okay to have faults or have differences and it shouldn't stop you from pursuing your dreams and you can still do anything. And I really want her to see that firsthand and I want her to see me succeed because I want her to see, look, If my mom can do it, I can do anything. 
Yeah. And that's a huge driving force for me. I really want to be the best role model I can for her. Um, so that was definitely a huge inspirational thing for me to push myself forward. But when I first started singing, I mean, not only could I not carry out notes and, and move my mouth to the music, I couldn't stand up on my own. And I was like, how am I going to get up on a stage and sing and do a performance? Because I have to hold on to something. And I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't even sit. So I was like, how am I going to get myself on stage, even if I can sing? And I've overcome that. Now I've done shows for two and three hours. I mean, I'll hold on to a chair or a mic stand or a curtain or anything I have to, the wall, whatever, I'll make it work. And it doesn't matter because I'm doing what I love and I'm singing and I'm sharing my voice and my message with people. And at the end of the day, that is more important to me than how I look when I get myself up on the stage. And if I'm holding a cane or holding a chair, those things don't matter to me anymore. What matters to me is I'm doing what I love. I'm singing my own music. I'm sharing my message. And I hope that I'm touching people with my music and my stories. And that is the most important thing. Inspirational. Utterly, utterly inspirational. You know, just for fans and people out there who enjoy music and you know just to see your resilience you know in terms of not caring if you've got a cane not caring if you have to hold onto a curtain pole not caring you know the fact that you've gone up there and you've achieved what you want to achieve you know that is, that is inspiration to thousands tens of thousands millions of people you know those that kind of look for that role model you know those that kind of say okay then I mean I was listening to a radio show talking about cancer and they were saying that, okay, then this is cancer, and then people get a bit upset, but then you kind of link a celebrity to it, say, okay, then this celebrity has had cancer. Oh, okay, then it kind of makes it a bit more normal because people are used to seeing, you know, certain celebrities. And when they see that that person's okay and that they've carried on achieving what they want to achieve, it kind of gives that inspiration to other people, that you know, the particularly younger generation, those that are really impressionable. And what you're doing is you're being that celebrity role model for everyone else to say, okay, then you've achieved this. They can as well. You know, there's no, there's no limitations. I, you know, I hope that anybody listening, whether it's your age, whether it's your physical shape, whether it's an idea that you don't think you're good enough, whatever is stopping you go out there and live your dream. I promise you it feels so good. Even if you're not going to be, like, you know, the number one star in the world, you'll feel great about yourself. And it doesn't matter what other people think, because at the end of the day, it's what you think about yourself. You know, the worst thing that I thought when I was in my worst pain and I was curled up in a ball and life was passing by and years had gone by, the worst thing I thought, the two worst things I thought, my daughter will never know the person I was before this happened to me. She will think that this is this is who I've always been. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I was kicked butt before I did amazing things in my life. I had careers, I had, you know, accomplished so many things, but all she ever saw was me at home in pain. And she didn't know all of the other things I've done. And I wanted her to know who I was as a human being, not just as a star or, you know, like a dream of being a star, just you lose who you are sometimes. And sometimes you just need to remind yourself that you are that person. You just need that to give yourself enough opportunity to be that person, regardless of what other people think or whatever else is going on in your life. The other thing um, is I wasn't recognizing myself anymore. You know, I'm a very, very competitive person. I'm a very, um, very 
determined person. And I was just not doing anything that was satisfying for myself like that because I was letting everything pass me by and I was saying, wow, like I can't imagine 20 more years of being in this situation. Like I really need to get out there and be me. Yeah. And so I'm me modified. I'm the modified version of me right now. Um, and with regard to being, you know, a role model and, um, you know, what people see, another part of my platform is I always try as hard as I can to stay transparent and true to myself in the way that I portray myself, especially on my social media and stuff, because life isn't perfect. And I'm not always going to look perfectly hair and makeup and life isn't perfect. And there are a lot of people who are watching social media, especially my daughter's age, she's 12, um, that look and they think if they're not perfect and if their skin's not perfect, then there's something wrong with them. And I admire people who look beautiful all the time. I think that that's amazing. But I think that it's also healthy for other people to see that sometimes it's okay to not wear makeup or it's okay to look like yourself and to be proud of who you are. Exactly. Because there's nothing more amazing when you can be proud of your flaws and just say, that's just who I am. No, exactly. And Completely. I mean, just looking at your website, you know, and you're about bit, you know, there's the image of yourself, you know, rocking this smoking hot look where you've got this <laughs> uh, leather jacket and you're just perched there with your cane. And it is just so natural. It's just so normal. The whole normalization of it is just so sublime. And you can rock it out. Just thank you. It's an amazing you know, photo, I, that. Thank you. I, I absolutely, that's my, that's my party cane. <laughs> <laughs> party cane, my performing cane. I have a few of them, but um, it's my plus one, you know. Mm -hmm. So I used to be very self-conscious of it. I used to be really, like, embarrassed and made me feel really bad because people would stare at me and say things to you know each other oh or people would say look mommy that that woman has a cane and then one day I saw Andrew Lloyd Webber get up on the stage and he had a cane and I'm like he can do it I can do it and you know why not and then somebody said to me one time why don't you bling out your cane and just make it really pop I mean if you're gonna have it why not just make it pop and uh, I was like hey that's not a bad idea I mean you know you kind of can't beat it, join it, right? <laughs> exactly. Make it yours. Take yes, control. So I have some that have more personality than others, and I have some that are better at blending in, depending on where I'm going. But, you know, it is what it is. It's it's either that or I look like I'm um, drunk walking when I'm not because my legs will, you know, do that, like, shifting thing when I'm standing without it or I might fall. Yeah. But, you know. The alternative is having a really attractive looking cane by my side and it's my plus one and there you go. And then... If you don't like it, then lump it. Just, <laughs> just go away. Thank just you. Exactly. You know, it's the whole, you know, if somebody can't appreciate you for being you, you know, and they kind of focus on that one little thing that's helping you out, you know, right. what they're going to be like with those who are in wheelchairs or those who need guide dogs or those who need whatever they need, you know, to get about day to day. You know, they're, they're the worst kind of people. You know, those people just need to grow up in a sense. Right. Well, I'm very fortunate that I know a lot of people that are very accepting. And my daughter is involved in a running team with for people who have disabilities. Yeah. So I've met. So many young people that have so many different 
um, physical issues and none of them, almost, almost none of them, let it stop them. And they're so inspiring. I mean, who would I be to complain? Honestly. Yeah. You know, so lucky with what I have, who would I be to dare complain of anything? And I'm so proud if they see me making this, my platform and going out after my dreams. And I hope that it shows them, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, and we're talking about it right now. Right. And we're talking about how cool my picture looks with the game, but you know what? You're right. We're normalizing it. And it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a, a country star. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Lindsay L right now. She's hurt her, or I guess her foot or her leg, and she's on her scooter and she's rocking it. She's not letting it stop her. And that's the right ticket because that's not, you know, to stop doing what you love because you have a setback. I mean. Exactly. What's, what can happen when it gets worse? You know, you can't physically move or, you know, if you can't, you know, embrace using something like a scooter or a cane, right. you know, then, you know, if it does get even worse or if it gets better, then you need to be able to appreciate what you've got now and you're, you're doing it. Absolutely. And you know what? Life is so short. There's no time to put things off for tomorrow. You should do it today, right? Let's do it today. Like, um, my life, I always wanted to accompany myself and sing and play guitar and do all these things. And I couldn't play guitar because I'm, I couldn't put my arm around the guitar like this, like um, to get it around the body of the guitar. It was too much pressure on my back. And I've been having many treatments recently. And in January, I started taking guitar lessons and I'm starting to play guitar now. So, Ooh. you know, don't put limits on yourself, people. You can do anything. Precisely. Nailed it. Now, what I want to go back, I want to go a little bit back in time. And okay. you're originally from Montreal. I am. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> so, growing up in Montreal, Canada, you know, what was the whole, what, when, when did you move towards New York? You know, what kind of time frame was it? You know, when you was a young adult or when you was, how, how was it? So I was born in Montreal. I lived there my entire life until I went to Starbucks in Hawaii and I met this golden tan sandy hair. And that's when you moved to, oh, wow. <laughs> so I, moved, yeah. so I, I picked up my life and then I moved uh, from Canada to New York about 14 years ago. And actually there's a reference to that in song 17, which I wrote about my life with my husband over the years. Um, it's about our journey throughout the years and, um, heading down south with the truck of my things yeah he literally came to get me with a pickup truck and a trailer and we filled it up with my stuff and that was it it all see it's all making sense now you know ever since you said that everything is based upon truth you know true life all of your songs are starting to make sense just every song happy sad joy power they're all real they're all stories of things that have happened to me or experiences i've had um so 17 was, I almost want to cry when I think about it. It's, you know, looking back at our life, you know, the happy, the sad, the bad, the good. And then, you know, when you're in a relationship, sometimes you'll think that, you know, at the beginning, it's really amazing. And then things start to get difficult because it's life, right? Mm -hmm. And then you say, oh, I wish it was like, you know, when we were younger and things were easier, then you get old and you look back and you say, wow, look at everything we've had together. We really did have it all. It's because you get caught up in those day-to-day, -day, you know, moments of real life. And then you realize, wow, we had everything, you know, and it's amazing because we, you know, 
like what I say, when I look, now I see you and me and we're 70 and we're living the dream, you know, we're, you know, we're looking back and we're saying, wow, we had it all, you know, it's just, it's a memory, a song full of memories for me. I think about all the things that we've done and we've created the move here and everything. Isn't it fascinating how you can go through particularly, like, you know, the younger start to a relationship and you can be everything's just so rosy you've got these rose tinted glasses on and everything's so perfect and then you go through that troubled times and then you kind of you don't realize you're into some kind of troubled times until you're actually into it and then you forget about you know you kind of dream of what it was like beforehand and even though you go through so many difficult times there is still amazing times but we tend to focus on these negativities and it's, it's so it's like I say fascinating I mean I've I've done it there's millions of other people that have done it as well and when you create a song such as 17 you know it, those kind of songs allow you to kind of merge it into your own life and put yourself in those shoes and be like oh yeah that, that, that's a bit like what I did or you know that, that was that's a bit like my life so 17 like the actual 17 I picked 17 like the number is because I felt like 17 is an age where like you have it young and carefree, but you're yep. old enough to know, to start knowing what you really want. Even though you're still young, you have an idea of things and it's that carefree, youthful happiness. And so when I was saying like, you know, whatever happened to 17, 17 was that feeling that I had when I met my husband, he gave me this like, oh my gosh, everything is so carefree and, you know, exciting and at Starbucks in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> so and when, you know, you get into harder times in life and you say, geez, whatever happened to those moments, then you realize you were creating other moments that were amazing and, and sometimes difficult, but they're still amazing. It's just that other feeling, that 17 carefree feeling, you know, so sometimes you, you know, it comes back when you're 70, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, I'm curious now. We've talked about Starbucks a little bit and that's where yeah. you met your husband, what can you remember exactly what your order was when you was in Starbucks? Okay, I do. I actually remember exactly what my order was because I remember almost everything exactly. Um, so I ordered a regular cup of coffee and he had a caramel macchiato grande and a fruit cup. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I remember that like it was yesterday. And um, yes, and as a result of where we met, I have almost every single coffee mug from that establishment because every time he goes and gets a coffee he brings me home a mug and I tell him I have no more closet space like cupboard space I'm I open up the cabinet and they fall out and literally almost hit me <laughs> they have so many mugs and they're not small right the like, big big ones Kately like design mugs and start, they're beautiful but every he's like but we met there and I have to buy you you know a coffee mug every oh. time so I have like the collection I get the Christmas collection oh yeah it's a thing. The whole the whole story, you know, the whole supposed to be going to Paris and then going to Hawaii is just I mean, I don't know if you've seen like the butterfly effect or sliding doors. There's two films based upon um how your future can change just by making small decisions like that. And it's crazy. It, totally, it is. And that's why it was like a split second decision changed my life. Because I I worked for an airline at the time and travel was very easy for me. And I had a lot of friends in the industry 
who traveled frequently to Paris and they were, my one friend was literally writing me an itinerary of everywhere to be at exactly what time. And cause I was going by myself and I really just wanted to write. I went to go write and be in the coffee shop somewhere and sitting outside on a patio or a terrace and just writing. And, um, you know, I just kept getting these feelings and they weren't like unreasonable feelings. Like I went to go to the bank to get euros and they were sold out. And it's like, who gets sold out of euros? Because Quebec is a very European like province and Montreal is very European. So we always have like banks that have euros and they were sold out. I'm like, who gets sold out of euros? Yeah. That's weird. And then I turn on the news and it's like there was a avian bird flu hits France. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like something else. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. You're telling me like maybe now is not, you know, the right time to go. And I said, you know what? I have all this vacation time booked and I've already saved up all this vacation, like, cause I banked it. And I'm like, I don't want to not go anywhere. And I've been to Hawaii many times and I can just go there by myself. It's not a big deal. So I just changed my mind and I went to Hawaii and uh, at six o'clock in the morning, I, I guess I was up very early. I'm sitting there in the coffee shop. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. I was sitting in the, in the coffee shop, drinking my coffee and writing in my book. And actually the story is even better. So just hold on there. Um, I'm writing in this book and on the cover, it was a notebook. It had hearts and stars. And um, so when he started talking to me, he came over to me and he was talking to me and he's like, oh, you like hearts and stars. I said, I love everything with hearts and stars because I'm like, I love hearts and I love stars. He's like, well, you just met Mr. Heart at Starbucks. And I said, oh, no, that's so funny. He's like, no, really. And he really was named, his last name was Hart. Yeah. So I had to marry him. That is just, I got the best. it's written in the stars. It was written in the stars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the whole thing from start to finish was just like, you couldn't have planned it. And it was just perfect. So that is so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> I know. Thank you. That's a, it's actually a fun story. And that's probably why Out of the Blue is my favorite song, just because I love the feeling that it reminds me. Um, you know, I'm smiling now thinking about it. I Have the Storm is definitely the most like me, the song that's most about like who I am. But um, Out of the Blue definitely makes me smile when I think about those times. So. I mean, it's because it's, we're talking via Zoom at the moment and we can see each other talking and... Uh, at the moment, every time that we've talked about Out of the Blue or the kind of anything about your husband or the way that you've met, <laughs> you just instantly light up every single time. Oh, it is amazing to see. You. you know, thank you. You know, it's, it's, you've heard the contrast, the song about 17, where, you know, obviously I talk about good times and bad times. Life isn't always easy, but the most important parts of it, when you have good and it's, it shows, you know, when you, it's not perfect. Life isn't perfect. Life isn't always perfect. And, you know, you just, that, that feeling when you have that with somebody and you're lucky enough to, you know, have that feeling, it's just amazing. So, and it's funny because when I was um, performing out of the blue, one of the times and somebody was saying the same thing to me, they could see that they could see the emotion on my face when I was saying about how, when he came up and talked to me, it was like, it was literally just happening. Yeah. So, no, that's brilliant. That really, really is brilliant. Going back Thank to you. Montreal, what was it that kind of inspired you to go towards music? Because you wanted to be a musician when you was younger as well. 
Yes. So I always wanted to be a singer. It was my biggest dream in life to be a singer. I did musical theater. I did singing. I did. I went to a high school for performing arts. I mean, it was always my biggest dream to be a singer. And um, I guess when I was in my late teens, I was in a college band. And then I started working. And because I was working, you know, to support myself, that my musical dream got put a little bit on hold because yeah. I had to pay and stuff. But I said, you know what, I'm always going to go and pursue that at a later time. And, you know, you hope that there's going to be the right time at some time when, you know, things are going to be okay and you'll be able to pursue your music dreams. And then you learn there's never a right time. You just have to do it. Yeah. But I put it off and I said, you know what, um, when things settle down or when I'm settled, I'll pursue my, my career to sing. And unfortunately, when I, as soon as I moved to America, I was like maybe a year later, I got injured and my whole life got put on hold. So yeah. along with that was the thing and I wasn't even able to sing anymore. So at least you've taken what you wanted to do as, you know, growing up and then gone through what you've been through, you know, in that part of your life. And then you've come out the other side, carrying on what you wanted to do. You know, it just shows that no matter what happens in between, you should just always go for it. No matter what you're going through, just go for it. I agree. And I have to say, I'm so incredibly blessed because I've been able to share stories that are so personal to me that not only has it been healing and cathartic for me, and it's just been an amazing experience to know that if they help or inspire or touch somebody else, I've gotten emails from people or messages from people saying that some of the songs that I've written that were extremely personal helped them through a difficult time. So not only was I helping myself when I sharing my voice and my music, um, it is the most incredible feeling to hear back from somebody saying, you know, I had a really hard time and I heard your song, You Don't Belong Here, and it made me feel stronger. It made me feel not alone. And um, that was actually the most personal song I've ever written. I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, it's a very personal song and it's about facing the demons of my past and it's standing up to the ghosts and telling them that they don't have a place in my life. Really? And it took a lot of courage and a lot of strength for me to share that song. And I didn't even know if I was going to, because it's so personal, but I said, you know what? Somebody out there is feeling alone going through this very same thing. And if it can help somebody, then it's worth me sharing it. And that's when I, you know, got the message. I got several messages, but one particular message from somebody saying they went through an unbelievably difficult time and my song helped them through. And I was like, had I never shared that song, I wouldn't have reached that person who felt alone. So it's, you know, it's so important to pursue what's what's in your heart and what you want to do in life because, you know, you're helping yourself, but you may also be making somebody else feel not alone. No, totally. I mean, I've listened to everything that is released at the moment. And two of the songs that kind of had me that way was One Heart, Home Is Wherever You Are, and you don't belong here. They're the three that kind of really struck me back. And, it, you know, when you're listening to music and you find yourself humming along or singing along, and next thing you know, you kind of like just stop and you just you sat there, you just listen to the music, you listen to the words, and you find yourself in in a trance. And you just listen to each word, each word, how they're spoken, each each note that's played and just everything about that song. And you just 
find yourself holding your breath and particularly you don't belong here had me that way because I've been through some difficult things in my life and you know and then going from particularly going down the Spotify list you don't belong here to then goes to home is wherever you are it kind of it's almost like a shock and I I I love I love being shocked and I love being twisted emotionally and it it does it does that to you and you put yourself into these uh, certain circumstances or certain situations where you listen to music and you I mean I've I've always been very open in terms of my mental health I've always been open in terms of my emotional struggles that I've been through and you know I'm I'm happy to say that as a male I cry and I cried for sharing all of that people need to hear all of that and what you're saying right now is truthful and it's honest and people need to connect with that because there's so many people who feel that you know that they can't talk about those issues and thank you for being honest and open and sharing that i mean it's certainly it's it's it, admittedly it is it can be a difficult thing to talk about you know your own emotions I'm going to say this in like the male aspect, but this can be taken, you know, no matter who you are, where you are, what your background is, you know, race, religion, creed, whatever it is, you know, everyone goes through this and we can, particularly as a male, you know, male, just, we have this kind of persona that we've got to be strong. We've got to hold it all in and you can't show certain types of emotion you can show happiness you can show anger but when it comes to the raw emotions of being upset or being affected emotionally in that sense you know it's always like oh you just you're such a sissy or whatever i disagree i think that if you're strong enough to be able to show who you are it means that you're strong of who you are and you don't need other people's approval to feel good about yourself exactly so i don't at all i think that and um and not to put it back about the songs, but one of the things I wanted to to point out about the songs and the way that they made you feel is the way that they were tracked on the list. Part of the reason is to show people I could be going through something so consuming and horrible and ter- and, and, and feel so um, like emotional. And then the next song is talking about how you can still find happiness yeah. or... Home is wherever you are is a hopeful song, even though it's sad. There's a light on. That means that there's people who love me. Exactly. There are people who see me again. So you can have those emotions and you can also have other emotions. And it's okay because not every every story in life is rosy and not every story is perfect. There are stories that are um, people have to stand up for themselves or people are fighting um, emotional issues. And then there are also same people can have other stories where you know they find happiness and that they have they have a home that's waiting for them somewhere so exactly no ex- ex- that's exactly it you know i think we mentioned it right towards the start you know about having that you know yin and yang you know that you know the good goes with the bad you know you can go through as many bad points and then you'll have you know, just got to be prepared to embrace the good points you know that's the great way of doing the track list and the way that you've done it in particularly even on your album ep eye of the storm you know there's a flow for a reason and you know there's there's always those kind of like background things that go through your mind whenever you you know create the track listing on an ep 
or for you know whether you've got albums whether you've got lps whatever somebody's got there's always a reason for that list and when you put yourself when you immerse yourself into music the way that people do you really it allows you to connect more and when you connect more you can show emotion more and my main thing is always don't be afraid of that you know be be open you be let yourself go to the music you know however you're feeling inside just let it out you know that's that's what that's what music's there for you know is to express yourself you know whether you're a singer whether you're a listener whoever you are i agree and it's funny because um i selected the title eye of the storm um for a very specific reason so initially that ep was supposed to be called untold stories because the songs are all stories of my life and Throughout the process of writing and releasing my EP, I have found my strength and the inner calm. And no matter what's going on around me, I've been able to realize that I have this inner calm and the strength and, you know, I'm okay with what happens around me. And the eye of the storm is a calm part of the storm. It's, you know, there could be a storm raging and whatever's in the eye of the storm is safe and and I'm harmed. And I feel like I found my inner peace and I found my calm. And so I, the storm was really representative of who I am, not just because it's my alter ego, the lyrics of the song are my alter ego, but um, it was really making a statement and saying, I'm okay with who I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Whatever's going on around me and all the chaos, I'm calm, I'm grounded and I'm okay with it. And the lyrics of the song are also, like I said before, my alter ego. They're really, they speak to who I am. And I just wanted people to know that. So opening song, I chose that song for a reason because I know it's a little bit more rocking than the other songs, but I really felt like I wanted people to get to know who Robbie is. Yeah. No, the songs, everything that you've written so far does show, it shows certain elements of your life and it allows you to, kind of go oh okay and now that i know that all the songs are of that truthful nature you know it's of real life it adds that extra little bit of element to it and it's just so wonderfully done you know it knowing that just adds that extra little sprinkle of magic that music is thank you i and um you had mentioned home is wherever you are that you felt the connection to that song. I wrote that song about missing my family in Canada. Um, you know, it was around, I guess, August, September of last year and the holidays were approaching. And I was like, I hadn't seen my family in over a year because of COVID. Yeah. And I was like, will I see them for the holidays? Will I be able to see them again? And not knowing, you know, it was a very difficult feeling because I was like, I'm generally very optimistic and I'm like, okay, I know we'll be together again soon. But it was the realization that we wouldn't be able to be sitting around a table, making new memories together and spending these milestones together. Um, and I felt that, you know, if I was going through this, other people were going through this too, because everywhere around the world, people weren't able to see their families and loved ones for the holidays and other important milestones. And that's what that song is about. But because I'm an optimist, um, I wrote about there's a light open in the door. You know, it's always going to be on for them. So the, the the door is always open and the light is always on. So we don't know when that will be, but the light is on. So hopefully we'll get to see them soon. It's been a year and a half and we still haven't seen them. So 
do hope that we'll be able to see them too. But that's what that song is about. And it's really not necessarily a Christmas song. It's just a song about missing people that you love anytime you normally would be able to be together and enjoying those memories together and making memories together. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, it's one of those songs that everybody can kind of relate to, particularly in the past 18, 8, 16, 18 months that we've all gone through. You know, it's not just, say, one small collection of people. It's worldwide. And, yes. you know, everybody is missing somebody, you know, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's, you know, work colleagues or school friends. You yeah. know, it's difficult. It really yes, is. Yes, I agree. It, you know, it's been a very challenging, you know, 18 months and there's so many unknowns. And I think music has been one thing that's helped so many people connect and stay connected um, even to one another, you know, because it's a very isolating. It has been a very isolating period for so many people um, and that being able to connect with people either through chatting about music like we're doing now or actually listening to music has really brought people together and that's the amazing power of music. Now, one thing that's on your website that I absolutely love is <laughs> in your store. It's the on-the-go merch bundle. Okay. It's it's brilliant. I mean, the whole... Yeah. I, I, I'm always on the road. I'm always driving, whether it's to radio stations, whether it's to my day job. I work, I work multiple jobs. And one of my jobs at the moment is a delivery driver for Domino's because it's waging. It allows me to have that flexibility and I enjoy delivering pizzas. I enjoy working in the store, making pizzas. It's just one of the things I really love. And one thing that I drink quite a lot of is coffee. <laughs> and I mean, as soon as I get paid at the end of this month, I am going to your website and I will be buying the on the go merch bundle. Because I love, I love everything on that. You know, the whole autographed EP, that sports bag, just sensational. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you like it. And I'm sure um, you'll send me your information. I can send you something. Oh, thank you. I mean, you don't have to. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pay for, you know, no, I like to pay my way. My pleasure. But just make sure when we're offline that we'll connect about that. Will do. Now, one thing that I do love as well is the when I'm looking at the star, there's obviously the physical EP that's autographed and the cover yeah. art for the EP is so striking. The purples, the violets, the lilacs, everything within that is, you know, when you see a storm approaching and the sky goes that really, really darkish hue, it can be greys, it can be purples, it can be blues, just everything that kind of mixes into one. I love yes. how that's got that swirling pattern as well on there. And it just reminds me of a full electrical storm that's about to come. I'm so glad that you see that and that you feel that because when I went to Bishoot for the album cover, I had an amazing photographer. He's so talented. And I said, you know, this is for my album cover, Fried the Storm. I played in the song. said, all I really wanted to feel like is there is a storm going on around me and I'm chilling. I'm unaffected. Like, I'm not even doing anything. Like, you know, like it's going crazy and I'm just sitting there being me, you know. And he took those photos and they're just absolutely, I think they, they're incredible. And I'm just so proud of them and so proud of how well they tell my story. I think that he captured the essence of me because 
you see in the picture, I have a smirk on my face and yep. it's almost like a defiant smirk. Like you thought the storm was going to keep me down, but it didn't like, and that's just my personality. Like I'm not one to be, you know, taken down by a storm. Right. <laughs> I think the great thing as well is the fact that you're wearing it's almost like an evening frock you know one that you go to a dance yeah. with and you know yeah. you just you just sat there chilling you know evening frock and then you've got your leather jacket that's just like slung over one arm and just chilling yeah. and you're just unfazed by everything just yeah Thank okay you. well I'm glad that you pointed that out too that's actually um so I'm a juxtaposition right I'm like a hurricane in lace I'm like very dainty and I'm also very powerful and strong I'm very you know like we said before I could be perceived as power as, as fragile but I'm unbreakable yeah so, and it was really I tried to pull in all of those elements to show them visually as well as you know in the music of the song but also in the storytelling in the picture so everything that you were mentioning literally paints that picture and that's what I was going for I was just you know I may be very small or very dainty but I'm I look unstoppable and fierce right there right <laughs> and that ties straight in with the slogan that's on the sports bag i haven't left my mark dot 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 just yet yeah it just all ties done. in yes you know what you have to come to realize that sometimes you might not be the way that you want to be you might not be as strong as you used to be you might not be as fast as you used to be but you still have game in you like it's okay yeah and a lot of time it's overcoming that mental vision of yourself like from 20 years ago and you have to say okay that was 20 years ago what's my best me now and in terms of my vocals my vocals are better now than I've ever been so you know I have a setback with my physical you know condition but I don't have like I'm not worse for wear for my voice you know what I'm saying so you can't let things stop you in life you just have to say you know now's exactly. the time I'm what I love and I'm so happy and I'm so blessed to get the support from yourself and other radio stations that have been playing my music and sharing my songs and sharing the message like that is the best thing in the world for me and I'm just so grateful that I have all of you guys' support you guys have made this journey amazing and you've been an amazing part of my journey now one of the things that I like to kind of close off with is just a couple of questions about like day-to-day -day things you know things that you enjoy so in terms of food and drink you know is there anything that you don't eat anything that you don't like I'm almost embarrassed to say this because you're gonna have a stereotype okay so I don't eat gluten dairy eggs or nuts okay um yeah, so uh, there's a story behind all of that. But as a result of not eating it, eating those foods, I actually found that my physical pain was much better. So it really helps me with my lifestyle, with just managing my pain, which, which I still deal with on an ongoing basis. Um, so I don't eat dairy, gluten, eggs, nuts. Yeah, that's right. And and I don't really eat fish, but that's by choice. Um, I love coffee. <laughs> And I love potato chips. I know it's a terrible thing to say. I like to eat, uh, you know, healthy foods, fruits, vegetables. I love, I love food. I'm, I'm a foodie. I like food. I like to talk about food. I love pictures of food. I just, I love eating. So um, was there another question besides food? I'm just joking. I got stuck on food. <laughs> I'm going to stick on food. What's your, what's your favorite kind of go-to meal then? You know, whether it's cooked at home or whether you go out to a restaurant. In fact, actually both. What's your favorite one to have cooked at home? And then where's your favorite kind of like restaurant to go to? 
Okay, so I love Chinese food. Ooh. I absolutely love food. And now that I'm gluten-free, it makes it a little more challenging. But I have a, a good friend of mine that owns a Chinese restaurant, and she hooks me up with the best mee fun. It's so good and with some fresh vegetables and some chicken, and it's amazing. So that's one of my favorite things. Um, I love that. And what else? I love salads. I love eating vegetables. I'm, I think one of the most exciting things for me right now is that I grew vegetables in my garden and my zucchini ready to eat. I know. I just, I love vegetables and not because they're like, you know, not fattening or whatever. I just love eating vegetables. I love eating fruits. Um, I like steak. I like hamburgers. I like grilled chicken. I like everything. I love pasta. Like I said, I'm a foodie. I can talk about food all day long. So, um, but I, you know what, for me, food is, not just what I'm eating, it's how prepared and by who's prepared. I love to see, you know, when people put love into food, I can eat something like as simple as a piece of bread. Yeah. But if it was, you know, the way that it was handled, it might be my favorite thing to eat. So um, my daughter bakes and cooks for me all the time. Um, and her food to me is the best. So she makes tacos. Oh, like that's wow. one of our house favorite is we do tacos at least once a week on Thursdays. So we love taco night too. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I, what what type of tacos do you have? Do you have, have the soft shells, the crunchy shells? You know, I'm not a big fan of the shells per se. I'd rather break them up and eat them in chips. Yeah. Um, just because I don't like wearing my food. I like to eat my food. <laughs> yes. But... But I will say this, I love to put on all of the layers on my plate, like, you know, the rice, the beans, the chicken, the beef, whatever, the salad, guacamole, tomatoes. I love to eat it all. So all good. I love eating food. Food is so good. It's my happy, it's my happy topic. I'm not a big alcohol drinker. I love my coffee. I like to drink, you know, water. I'm pretty simple. I love tea. I'm a big fan of tea. Um, what else can I tell you about food? Oh my gosh, I'm a big snacker. I love chips. I love potato chips. I love, you know. What about I sweets? Probably, kind of like the sweet side. I don't. I'm not a sweet person. I'm a savory. I'm like a salty, garlicky kind of like, you know, or sour, like not sour, but like more like, I like pretzels. I like, um, you know, like things that have like, like sesame flavors or something. I like mm -hmm. savory not a really big fan of sweet i mean i will eat ice cream if you really make me and it has to be like the dairy-free coconut ice cream yeah but it's so good the mint chip is so good it's my favorite um what else i love you're really making me like really show my true colors <laughs> talking all about the food that i like to eat i i don't know i love steak i love ice um i'm not a big sweet person though i don't have a sweet tooth my 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 family all have sweet tooth but me so um, I, like I said, I could eat a whole bag of chips in one sitting and I would not even think twice about it. Um, what else? That's it. What about you? What kind of, what kind of food do you like to eat? <laughs> oh, I've never, I've never had this twisted back on me. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. Well, we can skip it if you want to. Oh, no, I'll but I answer. I share my soul with you and I told you I eat a pack of chips in a sitting. I mean, I, there's this. <laughs> Don't worry, there's no judgment for me. I could easily eat a pack of chips and just <laughs> <laughs> sit there and possibly even look at the second one and think, hmm, do I want them or not? Oh, my God. It's not, I don't even think it's a question of wanting more. I think it's just a repetition, right? Yeah. Certain... I think, particularly when you, I mean, whenever you go to like the movies or the cinemas and you like, you get a pack of whatever and you just sat there eating it, so you know, the film hasn't even started yet, and you've just, like, left with nothing. It's like, okay, then I need to go buy some more. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh. Is it too late to say that I like popcorn too? I'm a big fan of popcorn. I love popcorn. That is one of my go-to. Although for See, me, it's a sweet. Okay. It's a sweet for also, me, but it's salty for you then. Together. Yeah, if we go to the movies together, you don't have to worry. I won't eat your candy. I'll eat your popcorn. <laughs> I mean, I... I'm in a similar boat. There's not much I don't like. The, things like olives, I'm not a big fan of. Um, yep. You know, just, just things like that, I'm not really a big fan of. But everything else, I just, I love. I mean, because obviously I work at uh, Domino's, I absolutely love the pizzas there. They do a gluten-free pizza. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, there's not much I don't like. I've got a really bad sweet tooth myself. I can just eat sweet after sweet after sweet and just not feel phased. Um, awesome. But yeah, I I think my go-to food at the moment has to be pizza. I, I used to love pizza. I can't eat it, unfortunately, anymore as much. But um, yes, but Domino's, um, shout out to their pepperoni pizza, was my favorite pizza ever. With pepperoni and green peppers, it was like my favorite. I mean... So good. Just so, just for everybody's out there, you know, I'm not endorsing Domino's, you know, just because I work for them doesn't mean I'm going to be actively advertising them here. Um, although yeah. they are looking for drivers if you live around my local area, you know, just so I can get some time off. Um, but yeah, it's just everything. I mean, I love going to burger joints. I love getting a really, really dirty burger, dirty chips, um, dirty fries. Um, I'm with you. Just yeah, just food. I mean, that's one of the, my favorite things was living in Texas and going to some of the burger uh, places down there, like Whataburger, and they do this uh, sweet and spicy burger where it's got like candied bacon and just this uh, spicy sauce and just everything about it was just so oh amazing. <sighs> I'd, Making me hungry. I'm hungry now. I mean, well, we're talking. You know, <laughs> there's a what five hour difference. I was gonna say it's morning here and i'm already wanting a burger with bacon thanks a lot <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say it's 3 30 here and it's it's oh. i haven't had lunch yet and it's coming up towards um dinner time so it's like hmm, okay i want something now what do i want but yeah it's well, you make me hungry food food is life i mean we've got to live off food so it's a great I topic I always say, you know, people say that they have to eat to live. I live to eat. I love food. It's like, if you ever want to get me anywhere, you just have to say, oh, we're going to go eat this or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm there. <laughs> I love food. What about like crazy foods? Like, you know, when you go to say like France, you know, if you, if you was to go to Paris, would you have had like the snails or the frog's legs, anything like that? I may, but I don't want to offend the chef if I ask them without butter, because that might be an issue. <laughs> I don't eat butter, so, but um, I'm just joking. I, I guess I would, I guess, I guess there's a component of like when in Rome, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you do things that you might not normally eat, but I don't know. I think they might have other things on the menu, but I, I'm not saying no. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. What have you had from know if they're any good i haven't yet and i've spoke to quite a few people who have had it and they say it's actually really nice it just tastes like chicken everything tastes like chicken everything tastes like chicken <laughs> i mean ostrich is supposed to taste like chicken alligator is supposed to taste like chicken i don't know what else doesn't taste like chicken other than beef um what's the craziest thing you've eaten though um gluten-free food <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> i wait i'm just joking 
it's funny because I'll eat baked goods with like no like gluten, dairy, eggs, or nuts. And people are like, how do you even eat that? It's like, oh, it's easy. But I guess people don't imagine you could eat something that has no gluten, dairy, eggs, or nuts. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of what's the most craziest thing I've ever eaten. Something probably really spicy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten anything like terribly crazy besides the fact that it's been like extremely spicy. That's probably my... What's the kind of level of spice that you can go to? Because some people can't handle spice. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, 100% honest with you. I do really like spicy foods. I really do. I guess I don't eat them as much now as I used to previously because it's not good for your vocals. Mm-hmm. So, and it causes like, you know, acid, acid and stuff and burns the vocal cords. So I don't eat it as much as I normally should. But my girlfriend that owns um, a Chinese restaurant, I told her that I love spicy food. So a few times she's made my dish exceptionally spicy. It was delicious, but then I couldn't like, not that I couldn't sing, but it was just like, I could tell when I was singing, I was like, I think next time I'll have to have it without the spice, but I do love it. I love the fire. I love Indian food and I love a good spicy Indian food dish. Like, um, like a chana masala, but like a spicy chana masala. Oh, see, I remember being a kid and went to like the coastal town that's near me here. And there was a Indian restaurant and normally I'd have like a masala and it would be okay. But there's one time I remember, I think it was about 12, and I had a masala, and it was to the level of vindaloo or hotter. It was really, Uh-oh. really hot. I struggled. You know when you just keep <laughs> drinking milk just to try, well, any kind of like water or anything just to try and cool it down, and it just yeah. gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter no matter what you do. It was, it was, it was painful. That's something I don't want to re- redo right now because I've noticed that like after when I sing, if I eat something too spicy, it my vocals are not really fresh. So I try to avoid that. Um, but I do love it. I, I love the feeling of the spiciness and I love this. Like I said, I'm a savory um, food junkie. So for me, it just if it tastes good, it's a party in my mouth. I'm happy, you know, but... <laughs> You see, you mentioned pretzels, but I really, really want a pretzel now. And the American style pretzels are so much better than what we've got over here. Just oh, really? The soft pretzels? The you soft mean, like pretzels. Salt on them? Oh. That's so good. See, I've given up all of that because they don't make them without gluten. So it's all. It's always. It must be so difficult to, you know, have to balance what you eat you know in terms of gluten in terms of you know making sure you don't you know you avoid those that you can't eat you know it must be constantly constantly difficult you know what it's an adjustment it's a learning curve nothing in life is impossible and it's just figuring out what you can and can't have especially when you travel or when you go to people's homes or that's maybe the most challenging but i assure you i do not starve and i eat quite a lot so um, it's it really is an adjustment you just literally have to learn what you can make what you can substitute like for baking i don't use eggs i'll use applesauce um things like that i mean it it just takes a little while to get the hang of it but i would never you couldn't pay me a million dollars to eat any of those foods ever again just because i feel so much better than i did when i was eating them so you know trade-off it's a trade-off and i know it's difficult when you go out 
or it can be annoying. I mean, I, if I have to go eat somewhere, I'll try to call ahead and see if they have any uh, anything that's accommodating or I'll bring my own stuff if I'm traveling. It's really not an issue. I mean, feeling good is definitely a priority and being healthy is for me a priority. So, you know, a lot of those foods for me at least cause a lot of inflammation and it's not worth to eat something that's going to make me feel ill, even if it's a moment of really, really delicious food. I mean, it's just not worth it for me. So oh, totally. I mean, you do you, you know, you eat whatever you want to eat. And if it makes you feel better for keeping healthy and keeping clean, you know, screw what everybody else yeah. says or thinks or does or, you know, let them be them and you be you. Yeah. It's actually, it's a really funny story because my daughter is 12 and a few years ago she was diagnosed with celiac and she was diagnosed with another stomach illness where she had to give up all those foods. And because she was so little, I just said, you know what, we're going to just take all of the foods out of the house completely. So she doesn't ever eat any of them by mistake and we'll just eat whatever she can eat. And as a result of me doing that, I felt better. And I said, wow, like I would never have known that if I just cut out those foods, it would help me so much. And I said to her, you know, you saved me because, you know, I didn't realize that a lot of the food was causing me pain that they didn't need to have. And by cutting it out, it just, you know, it was like, thank you. Cause I never have known unless I had to do it. That's amazing. So, yeah. And like I said, I mean, even for singing, I mean, you, you know, dairy is not the best for singers, especially right before singing. So I don't miss it. It doesn't bother me. I'm very happy to, not eat any of that food. And like I said, I found substitutions. I have coconut ice cream, which is amazing. <laughs> and we won't, talk, we won't talk about a serving size that I could eat the whole pint of it in one sitting. <laughs> oh yeah, easily, easily. Oh yeah, yes. Now, where can people find you on like social media? So on Instagram and Facebook, I'm Robbie Hart Official. That's R-O-B-B-I-E-H-A-R-T-E Official. And my YouTube is Robbie Hart Official, or you can go on my website, which is RobbieHart.com, R-O-B-B-I-E-H-A-R-T-E.com. That's awesome. Out of the blue. So when is it going to be fully released to everybody everywhere? Um, July 26th, it will be released everywhere, and there will be a video, and I'm very excited to share that with you. Um, I'm not going to tell you the date of the video just yet, because I haven't announced it yet, but I will uh, be sharing that information on my social media, and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. I've had such a great time chatting with you. Take care, everybody. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, be sure to check Robbie out. Absolutely stunning person, stunning music. Everything about her is just so amazing. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.